I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. Uh, you've been talking to the apes and the giraffes and chimpanzees again, haven't you? Yes, I'm excited! Another exciting episode, we we hope an exciting episode of the Fast Freddy Rocks Youngstown podcast coming you coming to you live and direct from the Youngstown studios in beautiful downtown Youngstown, Ohio. Little tip of the hat to the old uh, Martin's Appliance in beautiful downtown Struthers. <laughs> me, and, me and the Martin brothers go way, way back to high school. But uh, for a while there, that was a big uh, a big thing in Youngstown, you know. One of the last memorable commercials, you know, in beautiful downtown Youngstown. And then do you remember when Reisman's Furniture was in yes. downtown Niles? And they yeah. would, and Pam Reisman would be on there and like at Christmas, she'd be in an elf suit and, and that they sort of thing. They still make commercials like they used to. No, and they, and they had a, what was their jingle? When prices invite comparison, compare the Reisman's or something, downtown Niles, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and of course, um, yeah, the, the one that I could still remember as a kid, and you'd have to be really old for this. They used to have general home improvement. And General Home Improvement probably had one of the catchiest jingles of all time. So only old old farts will remember this, but they had one of the catchiest jingles of all times. It went uh, free estimation, free estimation, no obligation, and General gets it done when you call 792-6581. Now that hasn't been on TV in ages, ages and ages. I wonder if anybody even has that phone number. I'd just like to call it to just see if, if somebody has it. What's the phone number? Oh, we'll do a uh, okay. live one. All right, 792 Free estimation obligation general gets it done when you call 792-6581. All right, we're going to call these people here and see if if that number's still in service. No. Oh, boo. Okay, that was a good one. But isn't it something on how advertising jingles work like that 100%. and stick in your mind? I mean, you know, you know, even, you know, mcdonald's i'm loving it or i learned you know. how to spell apostolakis by their commercial. <laughs> yeah that was a good one yeah, yeah. They, they would sing it and uh well of course you know you know what was it? burger king there it was just on it was on the end of my brain and i think that that brain cell just snapped Gone. just like that <laughs> yeah. yeah or oscar meyer my baloney has a first name it's o-s-c-a-r my baloney has a last name it's m-y-e-m-a-y-e-r you know, and then, uh, you know, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer or wiener. That is what I'd truly love to be. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. There you go. And you know what I learned the other day? I, I Do you know the difference between a hot dog and a Frank? Yeah. Because they temporarily changed the name of the Oscar Mayer wiener mobile from the wiener mobile to the Frank mobile. Let, let me take a guess. Okay. It's got to be beef content. There you go. Is it? That good guess. Right Whoa. on the money. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Frank is all beef. Okay. And a hot dog is a mixture. So, of? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know. Don't ask. Don't ask and spoil the fun. <laughs> you don't want to spoil the fun on that one. But, yeah, there has been some uh, catchy. Well, you know. Uh, you, you know what, what was McDonald's years ago had that you know two all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles on, on a sesame seed bun. bun. You know, 
it's strange what you, your brain hangs on. To. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell that to people, uh, I tell that to people all the time, you know, that, you know, there's some people that might be skeptical Oh, advertising, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that really it sticks in your brain, it does. you know? Smart well, you know what, oh, well, what was the one Taylor Kia? We, 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 what was Taylor Kia? We, you know, when I was doing the commercials during COVID, what was their jingle that every that was driving everybody wild? Oh, everybody's Sing like, uh, uh, oh, Taylor Kia. Um, oh, they had a they had a song that was driving everybody crazy. Ah, oh, I can't think of it now. It'll hit you. It'll it, hit you. It, it'll hit me. I'm just trying to think of what Taylor Kia's song was. And because after a while, and then when I started doing the commercials, people were like, what are you doing? You messed like, with I, the I loved it. No, no. They, they thought I was just adding on now. I'm oh. piling on when it should have went away, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I know, you know, the ad people used to just like it that people would just, you know, because it, you know, the fact that it was driving some people crazy meant that they were hearing it. Things are cyclical. Jingles will come back. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, there was one I heard the other day and I can't think of what it was right now, but, uh, you know, what would Burger King have? You know, hold the pickle, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. Hey, the one and only Hoags is checking in. How you doing, Hoags? Hoags says, remember the weenie man? Yeah, for a while there, we had Hoags running around in a hot dog suit. So that was a lot of fun. You See, know? Hoags is always such a good sport. Yes, he things. is. Yes, he is. One of the funniest ones, we put Hoags in a dryer at a laundromat. And I don't know what, what it was all about. And he had like a helmet and goggles on and knee pads. And we put him in there. And then I think he got stuck. And then the owners of the laundromat caught wind of it. And they kicked us. I don't know what. I You know, some of that stuff now at this point is a blur. I, I really would need somebody to sit there and help me to, uh, you know, piece all those things together at this point. Half part. the shit you guys did would get you arrested today, though. Oh, yeah. Or, or just knocked off the air because yeah. people would say it's not politically correct yep. it's this it's that you know that well that's why stern ended up going to uh um uh, uh serious and all that stuff yep. because the, the 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 i i couldn't even see them doing that kind of a thing on terrestrial radio today and well what really kicked them off is when janet jackson's nipple popped out on a on the super bowl yep. and that somehow you know a pop singer on tv and you probably would have never seen her nipple slip if they didn't slow show it in slow motion over and over and over and over again. Hey, and then if you look right there, and then he put a little circle <laughs> around it and stuff. Yeah, John and, Madden yeah, doing the yeah. replay. Right. <laughs> boom, bam. And then you see the areola around here, and then boom, right up and bam. You know, you could you could just see him doing that. Yep. And uh <laughs> and, and, you know, and and, and they all his dad did was turned everybody against rock radio at the time, because that's when everything was, it was still like the wide, wide open frontier where you can get away with anything. And really it was an underhanded way, I think for them to shut down, you know, rock radio. And that's what caused Howard Stern to move over to Sirius XM because after that happened, one of the things that they did was saying, we're going to increase the fines for dirty words on the radio and the DJ is going to have to pay their fine. 
And then they shot it up to like $150,000, $250,000, plus the station would get fined. And then it was like, okay, well, what do you say? You know, you got to come up with something different now. You know, the Clinton dig jokes and Monica Lewinsky and, you know, the camel toe yes. song from Bob and Tom and all that stuff just went by the wayside. And I, and that wasn't even political correctness. Could you imagine if the, the, the political correct police heard some of that stuff? I mean, even some of the stuff that we did, sometimes I listen back at it and I'm going, wow, that would never, never even be considered. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, my favorite, I was, I was 17 year old, 17 years old. I was driving around in my 81 Cutlass and I was listening to you and I believe it was Nardboy. You were jacking <laughs> with some brides. You were doing prank yeah, oh, phone yes, calls. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I had to drive around the block like 40 times to listen to the end of this because it was yeah. so dramatic. Now, now that kind of stuff, you would never <laughs> see that happen again with lawsuits and yeah. this and that. And, <laughs> you, you know, it, there's a lot of things you can't do. But that doesn't mean you still can't have fun. That's right. You just have to do something different. You know, I mean, it's more of a, you know family cookout maybe well not not family but it's kind of like a cookout with some beer instead of like uh you know <laughs> like hoax is talking about some of these golf outings we had with you know hooters chicks and strippers and See, you, you know era. so so you know so it's a it's a little different but it's still fun right. you know you can still have fun it doesn't have to go all the way out there but it, it's it seems more fun when it is you know <laughs> you know there's fun and then there's more fun you know so See, there, there's got to be like a legacy where you can hand off this institution of of pranks and, yes, and good radio yeah, to yeah, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. But you know what? I, I always say this all the time. You know, nothing's the same. Things are always changing. You know, so you can't look back and go, oh, okay, I wish, you know, whatever. You Drop know, the old man would like get it off my lawn kind of stuff. You know, it's just like you just can't, uh, you know, you just can't sit there and dwell on it. You got to do something else. And so then you come on a podcast and you have some fun That's in it. a different way on a podcast or and no you know, restrictions, no right, FCC. Right, 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 right. And, and some of the stuff we, okay, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Hoags is, uh, oh, TJ's checking in. My buddy TJ. TJ, I hope you're feeling good with the holidays coming up. I know TJ's had some health issues he's been uh, dealing with. So I'm glad that uh, he's getting better. Uh, Hoags, of course. Uh, Trenda in Florida. How you doing, Trenda? I got to get down there and see uh, Trenda and TJ uh, down in Daytona. I haven't been down there for a while. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, okay. We auctioned off the hoax dress as the Hooters chick. I remember that. And then Marlo just says butt plug. Now that was a funny bit there where the guy calls the hardware store, you know, butt plug. Uh, what what do you need, sir? A bug box, a plug box, butt plug. Butt plug. What do you use it for, sir? What do you, you know? Butt plug. You plug it in? Are you looking for electrical? <laughs> <laughs> a bug box what's a bug box <laughs> and on it went that's so funny we had marlo call a couple places up you know, call uh, drunk in a bar and just call up like home depot and do the old uh the butt, butt plug, plug thing you know yeah. that was that was an all-time classic too boy the espresso tasting good as always it's good stuff I gotta, I gotta adjust my hat don't you hate when you get a new hat and it it, it, it you know you want it stretched out so it you, you know you want it so it 
it stretches out enough, but it's, it's it sticks close to your head. But then when it's sticking up, you know, some people wear them like that. I'm not, not a flatter. I, I like, I like the closer to yeah, the, skull the head skull yes. cap look. Yeah. Now when I got it like, Oh, and these are why I went on three hats here prototype, I think. So, and put that on there. I keep turning it the wrong way. I'm looking at the, yeah, there we go. How's that? Perfect. So, uh, all right. So yeah. Anyways, so that's, um, we were talking there about the uh, commercials and stuff. And yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going to run a, a uh, sponsorship uh, deal here. So okay. here we go. Mighty Mike heating and cooling is affordable, professional, and there when you need us 24 seven, stay warm this winter by calling your hometown hero today. Mighty Mike Heating and Cooling, 330-207-7070. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by the Youngstown Drip IV Bar, helping the Mahoning Valley reach its wellness goal. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. Like everybody else. Yeah. Oh. Hey, we are back. Bug box. <laughs> Bug box. What do you use it for, sir? <laughs> Bug box. Butt plug. Bug box. A plug. What are you plugging in, sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Jerry Dixie. We were just talking about this. We we must have had the, the mic on. Probably one of the best bits we did. And I'm trying to get with Casey and Chrissy was the tippy wives. Those they were, were yeah, they were, they were unemployed beauty school dropouts who longed for a better life on the other side of Matthews road. So yes. they married, uh, doctors, doctors lawyers and crooked attorneys. <laughs> and they, they moved in next to the country club and then away it would go. And the first one I've been talking about doing this and I get, you know, I call Casey, I call Chrissy, they get all fired up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But with Aldi's moving to Canfield, you know, <laughs> that in itself, <laughs> I would die. die. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, that, those were classics. You know how we come up with that? Actually, I, I remember the day perfectly. This was one of the table of good idea stories. This is, you know, every bar, if you don't know what the table of good ideas is, every bar you go to somewhere has a table of good ideas where it has magical powers that if you sit there with a bunch of friends and the longer you sit there and the more you partake and, and consume, the better the ideas, oh, man. man. This is when all the ideas start flowing. <laughs> we used to have a, a table of good ideas at the ice house, me and Chrissy Patrick and Dana. And uh, we used to... We used to go to the ice house after after the show. We'd get done at like noon and then we'd go to the get lunch and do show prep for hours in a in a, in a booth in a corner at the table of good ideas. And sometimes we would leave there laughing hysterically. <laughs> we would walk out of there and go, Oh, it would have a six sheets of paper of the funniest, best ideas, the tablet of good ideas come from the table of good ideas. The next day we would do it on the air and the manager would be calling up going, what the hell is going on over there? You know? And it was like, 
Yeah. Dominic, I swear, if you were sitting at the ice house when we come up with this, you would be laughing your ass off. You would yeah. think this was good stuff. Get it off the air. <laughs> Go play a record, dumbass. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> well, we'll try. Then we head right back to the table with good ideas. So anyways, this, every bar has one. Sometimes the farther away from the bar they are, if it's like a picnic table way in the back, a lot of even crazier ideas. That's where Viking Jim goes to get his ideas. You know, if you see Viking Jim at that far away picnic table outside of a bar way in the back, that's where the good ideas really start flowing. Totally coming up with good ideas. Oh yeah. So anyways, this was uh, a version of, for the tippy wives of the, um, of the table of good ideas. We were at a pretty fancy hotel in Tampa and we were there for the um, first ever just back Cleveland Browns game. And so there was a bunch of radio people and stuff. And I, you know, I think we got a discount on the trip or whatever. And so we're staying there and there was a ton of people from Youngstown and we're out there sitting in the swimming pool and floating around and the one woman was the doctor's wife who was really, you know, she wasn't a tippy wife, I, but she, you know, she was familiar and had to move in those circles because of what her husband did. And so we start talking about that and we just start kicking around ideas. And it was just like, oh, now see, that was a good table of ideas. We were in the pool, drinks, mojitos, margaritas. And it was like me and Casey and Dominic and a bunch of us. And then once we just got that idea going, man, it just oh. took off from there. And that, you know what? That same day, I met Suzanne Summers in the in the hotel lobby. Can't beat that, right? <laughs> you know. That and is... then of course I made the obligatory, you know, uh, regal beagle joke or something, in which she kind of gave me a dirty look, and her bodyguard, I think, <laughs> just wanted to punch somebody. So. You know, I knew at that part, at that point, I had a, okay. But uh, yeah, that's where the Tippy Wives was invented. That's so cool. Yeah, at the now, table of good ideas. Have any of those bits survived? If I go to YouTube, can I find them? You know what? I think we're going to put them out. I think we'll put the whole collection yes. out, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember the one we had that, that got us into a little bit of hot water because the, the owner of the, the, the place got really pissed. It was fabulous Goldsteins. And one of the lines was in there. What's so fabulous about Goldsteins anyhow? You know, because it was like, you know, how dare you buy furniture from big lots or, you know, um, fabulous Goldsteins. You know, you you wouldn't go there if you were. Seems though now like a a lot of the tippy wives are headed out to like the uh, Columbiana now has become the new South. So if you did, you know, tippy wives, second generation would be, you know, they started out and like Calla road. Yeah. 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 They're now, they're now watching the journey tribute band at the uh, commons at Firestone park or whatever that is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And if you find those, we'll exclusive them in Youngstown studio. We'll actually, push them out, do like one a day for a week. That'd be great. Cause I'm sure they're, they're uh, just amazing as they were yeah, when they were first yeah. put out. And you know, it's another really good one we should do is I got all the, all our funny traffic and stuff, the traffic and stuff I think is like, that's when I think we really perfected what we were doing there. You know, I mean, we have, you know, the candy man, the Congressman to the candy man, you know, um, uh, we just had a ton of stuff there. 
Yeah, Trenda remembers that table at the Ice House. <laughs> yeah, she was there with uh, she was there with um, Viking Jim back in the day. You know, yeah. But like I say, the table of good ideas. You know, sometimes it pans out. Sometimes you'd be surprised at the table of good ideas. Sometimes kicks in. A lot of times it don't. But you know. Well, speaking of uh, Viking Jim, on December 9th is when marijuana recreational will be legal. And okay. I was thinking that we need to have a local expert to be able to walk us through what, yes. how yeah, to do yeah. this now. Yeah, yeah. Since none of us have ever seen it until yeah. December 9th. Yeah, yeah. So what, well, I'm going to be off that week. Okay. The following but, week. Yeah, the following week we'll come back. And like I said, I, I got a I got a panel of guests that we could come in to really, yes. uh, you know, get to the bottom of this okay. or get to the nitty gritty I'm interested. It. I'm, yeah, I'm rightfully interested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's okay to be curious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Viking Jim would say that's a Viking Jim line. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. The, when they, when the tippy wives moved to the villages in Florida <laughs> and they have to come back for a Christmas at their sister's house that was, you know, married to a UPS driver. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> and then she's going to want us to go to that goddamn flea market <laughs> where she sells pieces of rock with stupid things on it. Like this place is a mess. This mess is a place. Who would put that in their house? And she sells Tupperware on the side. <laughs> Oh, I miss Chrissy Patrick. I miss her. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, part two south of Keller Road. That's where that's where part two takes place. You know, instead of, uh, what was that? The, what was the one place, the one Springfield Grill is now, you know, whatever, maybe riders or something like that yeah. on the golf course. I'll tell you what's crazy. We came in there one day on a bike run. They made that a bike run stop one day. Really? The riders on the golf course, you know, we all go riding in there. You should, have, you should have seen us coming through like the development that gets up there. <laughs> and I think it was a pretty big run. I think we had 50, 60 bikes or more as we come riding up there. And I'm thinking, okay, these people are standing out there on their front lawn with They're, a look yes. of amazement. <laughs> I think they might be talking to these guys here at some point, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tippy wives as grandmothers, and then their daughters could be in this new younger, yeah. younger thing that's out of control. Well, I'll tell you, the espresso is good. We haven't even did our opening toast here yet. As soon as I finish this, okay. you know. Uh, but uh, as I, always, I was just at a Christmas party, so I had a bunch of bourbon already. So I'm already oh okay wrecked a little bit. Okay. So I have a All mini. Right. Toast. Okay, no, that's cool. You know, right. you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, okay. man. You know, nobody nobody should force people to do things like that. Right. You know, sometimes no, seriously, sometimes you're at a party, and or maybe at least me, you know, you you, you, get, you get under a lot of pressure. You know, right. you know. Oh, what do you mean? Okay, well, me, I just got here. What the, you know, it's Thanksgiving. You're, oh, okay, you know, I see you one time, you know, you know, where are you, puss? And they give you the little hand sign, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, all right, okay. Yeah, when right. you're out of gigs, like, let me buy you a drink, <laughs> yeah. Freddie. How many of those before you're like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, I'm gone? Oh, there's Keith Sturgeon out there. I got the, I ran into Keith at uh, Kelly's boxing match the oh, other day. Oh, okay, cool. Dude is so talented mm -hmm. with his artwork. Like, the, yeah, he is. He's going places. He's he's a fun guy to hang out with too. 
So I always yep. like uh, hanging out with Keith Sturgeon. Check him out, uh, Skeeter's Graphics, and check out his website. And uh, maybe you need some pinstriping done or some kind of custom artwork. You know, you know, he'll, he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. So we're talking a little bit about what we got coming up. So these are the guests that I'm working on. Oh. Let me have it. Okay. So here's here's who's like kind of in the mix. Our buddy Frank from Blue Ash got a new book out, and he's always got tons of great stories about Stiv Bader and all those guys. You know, I'm working on um 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 blah, blah, blah. oh Jerry Senefani oh, and Anthony Traficani. We'll get them back. And and I'm, I'm trying to get Michael Gizmondi from the Michael Stanley band on. And he's like one of the few guys that I haven't got on. So well, I'm working on that. You know, uh, Vindies are putting out a new album. Yeah, we got to get the Vindies on. Sure. You know, like I say, I'm I'm kind of upset about the Vindies. It's like everybody has interviewed them, but me, even you. <laughs> I, I thought, Joe, come on. Why, you know, come on. Give me my shot to interview the Vindies. <laughs> like I said last week, I said last week, um, what did I say? I, I, I said, you know, I was with them at one of their very first gigs, St. Patty's Day at V Square. And, and you know. There's no disrespect. No, it's you. all disrespect. No, no. You know, I want to get on Gary. Here's another one that you, between you and Rivers and everybody, you know, Gary Ramey from Peppermint Productions. Yeah. I got to get Gary on. I see Gary every, every week. And then I hear him on with Rivers and I hear him on with you. And I say, it's like, Dude, everybody <laughs> slow down here. These are my guys. These are my guys. I got connections with Peppermint Productions, you know? Come yeah. on. Slow it down a little bit. I'm working on that. Um, Sorry Norman, to interrupt you. Norman Nardini, our love dog from Pittsburgh. And, you know, I'm sure get Leanne and Rama back in here. Yeah. And I, I think once we really get going here in a few weeks, we might have to have two guests at a time, you know? That, did you see that Leanne was out in Vegas performing? Yeah, yeah. Big time now. Yeah. And Basil's out in Australia. Yeah, yeah. We have we got to get Basil on as soon as he gets done fooling around down there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Mike uh, Mike Russo said, yeah, he, that was a fun run. He knows which one I'm talking about. Uh, it was kind of crazy, though, man. He's seen, you know, we probably had at least 75 to 100 motorcycles there in that parking lot. And just coming up that little windy road with people out there, Saturday, oh! summer, Saturday, summer afternoon, and they're out there. And I was like, going, what the hell is going shaking on their up golf there? clubs at us. What's that about? <laughs> I'll tell you what, we did turn some heads that day. That's for sure. That, that, that was pretty pretty crazy. You know, uh, Mike Mad Dog Adams, I'm working on Mad Dog, uh, Norman Nardini. Wait until we get the love dog on here. He's another one. I shouldn't tell you all these because they'll be on your show here. You know? I'm coaching them right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm writing them down. What am, I, what am I doing here? It's spilling my guts out. Go find your own guests. Stealing all my guests, man. You know, that's, but that's the way it goes. You snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. But everybody says they want to be on. So we'll, you know, uh, who else is I going to get on? I'm sure Father Jimmy will be making a return soon. Sure. Our our rock and roll priest that was a DJ back in the 60s and knows all these 60s acts. And we get him and JT, fellow oldies expert on, and uh, we go. But I, I, got a, I got a lot of good guests. It's just a matter of rounding everybody up and getting them in here. That's right. So you don't have to put up with us every single week. You can listen to somebody else's nonsense. I, I am surprised the Viking Jim hasn't come across the windows. Ah, uh, you know and what? He knocked on yeah, the door. He, he he was a little bit under the weather for a while, and you know, yeah. He every time you talk to Vike, he just tames down one more notch. You know, he just keeps going down mm. and down and down. You know, but uh, 
He's uh, Norman. He's uh, getting to be normal. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's what, keep in mind. We're talking about a very high slope here. Okay. It's not like oh, I'm going from here. Oh, I'm normal. This is like you know, you're just heading in that direction. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Hey, we're on. I'm heading southbound. I'm on my way to Antarctica. <laughs> I'm in Struthers. You know, yep. so that's how that goes. That's how that goes. But um, I'll tell you what, Vike, uh, you know, works down at Purple Cat. And I'll tell you what, they do so much good work for adults with disabilities in our area. And they love the Vike. The Vike, you know what, when you see what he does down there and you see how he interacts with, with the folks down there and, uh, and the good times they have and stuff, it's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I always tell them, I said, man, you guys do such a good job down here. And, uh, it, they, they just do it, It's, you know, Jimmy Sutton and all them guys, man. I mean, they, uh, they really got a good thing going. And the thing is they let these people be people, yep. you know what you want to form a rock band. We're going to form a rock band. You know, you want to drink a beer at the pirates game. You're, you're over 21 you know, have a beer, you know, and they, and they just let people be people, which I think is, uh, is a really cool thing. You Mike know? has such a big heart too. And I'll tell you what, with, with, with all the work he's doing with them and, and, you know, it, it it's pretty good. It's yep. pretty good. Uh, today is Jimi Hendrix's birthday, Jimi Hendrix and, uh, Bruce Lee shares, share a birthday. And that's something like the best karate guy and the best guitar player but they weren't same born man. on the same. Uh, I think Jimmy was born in 42 and Bruce Lee was born in uh, 40. I want to see that movie once upon a time in the West. I have got to see that movie. I have been Quentin Tarantino. I have been putting it off from day one. It came out and I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not a big movie person only because of my, my schedule. I, yeah. I think I could be a big movie person and sit around and watch movies all the time. God, it's that man. I got it. I don't know, stretch it out Watch or that. something. So, you know, um, anyways, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's like Hollywood 1960s and it ties in with the, uh, Charles Manson murders and it's, you know, I, I really want to see it bad. And I don't know what, why, what I'm waiting for. And that was one of those, I saw all the previews coming up and I like all the Quentin Tarantino movies, you know, and I'm like, I got to go see this movie. You know, and I was like, I was all pumped up and I was like, I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to be one of them guys, you know, it's their first day sitting in the theater, you know, like, yeah, I, you know, and I still haven't seen it since it come out, you know, like 20 years late. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I like all those Quentin Tarantino movies, man. You know, Reservoir Dogs, oh, yeah. Glorious Bastards. Hateful Eight. Oh, how about the Hateful mm. Eight? That's like three hours of people just sitting in a in a cabin, and a lot of people wind up dead, of course, because of Quentin Tarantino. Django? How about Django? Oh, Boy, wow. that's another one. <laughs> the guy, the, the guy that like plays the bail bondsman in there is just so cool because he never gets rattled or anything. And, you know, he's sitting there like talking real nice to your face. And, next thing you know, he's blowing your face off yeah. or something, you know. Are, so that, are you watching any TV shows? You know any what? series? Not really. No? I, I couldn't tell you what's on. I really could tell you what's no on. No Yellowstone or no, zombie I, movies or no, anything? No, you know what? What do I end up seeing? Everybody loves Raymond. For some reason, I see that in Seinfeld. And you, you know what I really do watch, though? I watch my phone. You know, I get on those kicks where, you know, you start going through reels 
And I could go, you know, you go through a hundred of those and it's like an hour, but you've watched so many different things. I'll, I'll tell you what I, I, I do like uh, when I watch on my phone. Sopranos number one. Okay. You know, I, I, I watched the Sopranos so much that even people at the grocery store, you know, I want to, I want to talk to them in a certain way, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I watch the Sopranos a lot and sometimes justified comes up on there and that's a pretty good one. And I'll tell you, what's a good show that I would really like to watch is, uh, Tulsa King with Sylvester yes. Stallone. He plays such a good gangster in that. Heck I mean, yeah. that, that, that is a really good one. So I, you know, I just watch clips from that, you know, well, you know how it goes. Once you like something or follow something, family guy and anything that comes up on family guy, I watch. And then I watch, um, you know, you, you just start rolling through my phone and, and then, you know, then something will come up a good interview with kiss and then it might be a, a, a minute and a half long video of Roy Clark and Glenn Campbell jamming on banjos. And it's just like, I just keep going and going and going, you know, I just, and then that's why I get no work done. Yep. Yeah, I, I shouldn't be, you know, broadcasting this out on the airways, but you know, hey, sometimes to be addictive, man, sometimes I get in there and I just start going. You know what? Let, let's just see. Okay, say I, I'm, I'm going to go reels right now, oh, no. and we'll just see. We'll, no, we'll just see what's what's in my what's in my thing. Okay. Want to compare? All right. Okay. My my first thing is a video that I made at the Youngstown Model Railroad Club at their open house, which is going on for the next couple of weeks. If you have never been there, you really owe it to yourself to go to the Model Railroad Association open house. You should do that on your TV show. I'll give you that one. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. So now let's see what's, what, so, what so my got? first one is uh TNA. Okay. <laughs> a woman that stands, that, that stands there and twirls around in front of a mirror. Right? Okay. All right. Let's see. I got a, I, I haven't had one come up here yet. Let's see. Oh, I got to go to the home. Okay. Now, once I get over there, uh, let's see, what, what do you got next? Um, I got a billiards. A trick Bill shot? Yeah, billiards trick shot. Okay, all right. All right, why can't I find a uh, video? Why can't I find my reels when I need it? Oh, this one is addictive. <laughs> this is where you watch other people pay, play like casino games. Oh, and yeah, those are the yeah, worst, yeah, yeah. but the best. <laughs> <laughs> Never lost oh, a dime, but I'm right in there with them. Hey, here's what I like too. These old advertisements that would not fly today. And here's one with a woman on her knees with a blindfold on with her husband getting ready to surprise her underneath the Christmas tree. <laughs> He's getting ready to take off the blindfold and right in front of her is a brand new floor polisher. <laughs> Those old floor waxers yes. with the two round things that spin around. And this guy is all there. He's, he's, he's wearing a cardigan, a tie, and he's smoking a pipe. And she has a dress and red shoes on. And she's on her knees in front of the Christmas tree with so a look excited. of anticipation. He has a blindfold on her. And he's going to remove the blindfold to reveal her oh. Christmas present. A floor polisher <laughs> with a big red bow on it. <laughs> All right. And I have, uh, let's see, uh, a Florida man where he uh, pops an alligator on the head with his fist. <laughs> that dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, that's good. That one might come yeah. up on mine at some point. You know what? I can't find it. I can't find a single reel. Like I say, if I, if I was, uh, 
if oh here's one this one here really touches me uh today is the birthday of Michael Laird, and this was a, a memorial to him. And uh, Michael passed away at a young age at, in 1991. And he was one of our interns at the radio station. Oh, really? And he struck up a friendship with Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. And he was a huge Eddie Vedder fan. And he went to Columbus to interview Eddie Vedder when they were opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers when they were first getting started. And Eddie says, the only way I'm going to do this interview is if I if we climb up on this bridge. So they climb up on this bridge, kind of like South Avenue or something, and they're sitting on top of the bridge doing this interview. And unfortunately and sadly, you know, um, Mike got killed in a traffic accident at a young age. And to this day, Eddie Vedder has a picture of him on his desk. And when they did the song Sirens for the first time, live they did it in pittsburgh and they sent out a special dedication and eddie vetter gave the whole story and everything oh, and that's so out cool. on that's out on facebook and i'll tell you what he was like one of the sweetest guys and uh, i'll tell you what man now that, that was one of those days where you know what everything was all just fun and games and you would never even think of something like that coming out of the blue yeah. you know and he was a good writer. He was on Wolf Tracks. And I'll tell you what, he had a, he had a lot of potential. And, uh, you know, he befriended Eddie Vedder. And uh, I, I, it was just really cool. It was just really cool. All right, I got to find me. I cannot. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go to my Facebook reels. How about or my, my um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, YouTube reels. So let's see what YouTube thinks I like. Okay. All right, it's let's, gonna be good. Let's start. Okay, the Sopranos discuss Junior Soprano. All right, let's see here. Uh, the the Sopranos sanction a hit. Uh, another one with Ralphie. An advertisement. Oh, this other guy. What, what's the name of that guy that was from the mob that was at uh, Robin's Theater not too long ago? Michael Ferenczi, I think his name okay. is. He always comes up on my stuff. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Bill Burr, Bill Burr yeah, talking about he's so funny. Th this guy is hilarious. He's always comes up on my things at Michael Ferenczi or whatever his name. He's back on. Um, this looks like, um, this is words of wisdom from, I'm not sure who this guy is, but he's talking about whatever happened to empires. I'm not sure who that is. I, I I would have to listen to that. So see, there's a little intellectual in there. And then the next thing you know, we got a video of Elvis from the 1950s. Quality. Then we got dash cam footage of uh 10 of moments of instant karma. So this is good yes, already. I see a guy, favorite. a guy's walking out of the car coming at somebody, and I don't think it's gonna end well. No, the guy seems very upset. He's flipping off the guy inside the car, he's banging, he's he's walking up to the car. And now he's looking in the car. And now I'm going to say that this guy pulls out a gun and the guy goes running back to his car. Oh, the cops come. The cops come out of nowhere. And now he's running back to his car. <laughs> oh, you got to love that kind of stuff. See, my favorite is when the dude gets out of the other car and he's twice his size. You know, oh, here's, guy... <laughs> here's another one that I like to watch. Battle of the Bulge. You know, they got these old World War II yeah. vets in there. And they caught him when they were still still with us. And boy, I'll tell you what, these guys start talking about some of these stories. This guy here is talking about, you know, his day at the Battle of the Bulge. And uh, 
let's see. Oh, you know, <laughs> this this one comes up on my phone all the time too. It's this. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see the movie The Legend of Buster Scruggs? Ah. Buster Scruggs is this cowboy. He's like a tin horn, and he dresses like Roy Rogers. It's a comedy, you know, and he looks like a singing cowboy, and he wears this all white and everything. But he gets over on everybody. He's really like a badass, and he just shoots people and stuff, and it's just so unexpected, you know. He so, wears that white suit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Here, here's Buster Scruggs, and he always gets into these like yes. situations where you think all these badasses are gonna jump him, and and he always like shoots them He's all some or something. Guy yeah. Yeah. He always pulls yeah. off some yeah, amazing Yeah. This guy thing. he goes. Uh, uh, let's see. No one. Okay. This guy tells him he can't gamble with the with the hardened things, and then he's talking about uh, I'm Buster Buster Scruggs, and. Uh, he goes, I'm the runt from Red. Are you the runt from Red of Pass? So now this guy's going to pull his pistol and he's holding a pistol on him. Everything in the bar stops. They're looking around. And uh, oh, they they wanted they wanted everybody to leave their guns at the door. And this gunslinger said, no way he was going to do it. Now watch what happens here. You know, Buster gives him this whole thing on how he's violating the rules of society <laughs> and everything. And he, you know, and so now Buster repeatedly kicks this slat in the table up and down and then the gun shoots the guy in the face five times with his own gun. So you know, and he just walks out. So that's what I like. Joe, what's happening, man? Jaybird finally hearing from Jaybird. Jaybird, look what we have here. Jaybird's son. We didn't even do our, our toast yet. We, what are we waiting on? We've been here for you a half hour. Your coffee's been done for 15 minutes. Okay. Well, you got to remind me sometimes, you know, there's no little white cakey stuff on the corner of my You're mouth, good. is there? You look good. Okay, because that's when I usually know when to stop talking. When I reach that <laughs> level, that's when I really should shut her down. I probably should have shut her down 20 minutes before that. but Before you, you started know. hitting the reels. But, <laughs> but the, anyway. The reels were complimentary. I was expecting TNA, more TNA. Not, you I know was. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's on a different channel. <laughs> that's not on YouTube Reels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, our buddy Jay Bird. Jay Bird, when are we going to get together? You have you have dissed me like about three times here. So, anyways, me and Jay Bird got to get together for the holidays. And uh, once again, if you don't know, uh, Jay Bird's son James is one of the best chefs in the Navy, and he hooked us up here at uh at fast freddy rocks youngstown with official white house glasses from the navy mess and it's a, pri a privilege and an honor to be drinking out of these glasses so to uh james and all our veterans out there and all the people serving thank you for allowing us to drink this bourbon out of a cool glass but those are a real collector's item there you don't see those too often no tastes better out of this glass mm. Ah, that is some good stuff. It is too. That is some good stuff. So yeah, we, me and me and Jaybird got to get together. Our whole crew, we got to do a Christmas party, Jay. You know, all our motorcycle friends, we haven't been out and about together. So we should get together for a little uh, fun and frolic somewhere, you know. Boy, that is some good stuff. Where, where's your go-to spot if you were to hold a Christmas party? Where's it, where's it usually held? Well, you know, I don't know. You know, you probably want to say the ice house right off the bat, you know, one of our usual gathering places, you know, I don't know, wherever, 
but somewhere whoever invites you, you, whoever you know what? No, you know, wherever, wherever we go, that's where it's at. That's All where right. the, that's where the party's at. You know, it could be the VFW in Lake Milton. It could be crickets. It could be crickets. They're friendly bikers. Yeah. Cricker, 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 quicker liquor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say I need some more liquor <laughs> quicker with the liquor quicker. quicker with the liquor. Nice. Ah, uh, oh, are you kidding me? No wonder viewership is down a little bit right now. I hate to say this to lose any viewers. I want to hang on to the precious three or four that we have here. Today is a big day. You know what? I'm not even going to mention it. No, I, I'm well, not we, even going to mention it. Go, you know what? Because I'm missing it too. And I still like it. Maybe we'll talk about it after, uh, after it's over. Okay. Come on, Dan. We're holding on to as many listeners as we can here. You're you're gonna swerve them away from us, you know. Got to watch that. You've seen it already. Come on. <laughs> to this day, it's still hilarious. <laughs> to this day. Yep. To this day, but I'm not I'm not mentioning anything. Nope. So uh, where were we going? Uh, Jimi Hendrix's birthday. Jimi Hendrix and Bruce Lee. Oh, that's how we got on a tangent. And we talked about Bruce Lee. And then once we went to the Quentin Tarantino movies, we took a. A left hard turn there. right. Yeah. Hard right, hard left. Well, your left, my right. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, his birthday. Oh, and his birthday's the same day as Bruce Lee. Don't you like that one clip? And, and this goes back to the clips, too. Yes. Okay. It, there's that one clip out there when Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris have the showdown. And <laughs> Morris has this like hairy, hairy ass chest. Yes, and, of course. And and Bruce Lee grabs a handful of his chest hair and rips it out. Yes, of course he does. <laughs> you know, and I, I think I think Bruce Lee won that fight, but I think it was in his contract that you know he, he wouldn't do a movie unless you know he won the fight. But that's a good one. Look that up because it's like that 1970s, early 1970s, or is that you know Bruce Lee? I think 80s. No, no, it's even really? before that. I'm yeah, where where the where the where the uh, dialogue is out of sync, and you know, and they're 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 fighting. I think when Bruce Lee and and Chuck Norris fight, they're at like a some kind of ancient ruins or something. They have a big like gladiator 1972. match. 1972. See, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. That, that's been around for a while. Dang. Yeah. So Jimi Hendrix celebrating a birthday today. Boy, did that guy take things to the next level. You know, I mean, he is the guy that just set the standard for guitar players. You know, I mean, and I think it had seen when Jimi Hendrix was first coming up, Jimi Hendrix had to go play in, in England because that's where everybody was into the old black blues, you know, you know, Rolling Stones and all those guys, man, they were all into the blues, Clapton. And, you know, they, you know, <laughs> the blues in, in America was hardly even, you know, considered, you know, we were listening to the British invasion and they were listening to like these American, you know, these old blues guys. And, and, and Jimmy, you know, was just, uh, you know, he come over there, and that's where he really gained popularity because he was really accepted there. Uh-oh, let's see. Eddie Kunzer is listening. Oh, okay. You could do both. All right, Eddie. All right. If you're if if you're watching, if you're if you're tuned in and you're watching Rudolph, that's okay. Oh, you said it. Uh I, but but he's he admitted right. it. He admitted it. Okay. So we we would think that, you know. But Yukon Cornelius, who doesn't love Yukon Cornelius? Silver and gold. Hermie. 
silver and gold. Yep. You know? Mm. Um, <laughs> elf practice. But I want to be a dentist. <laughs> we'll see how many lines we can repeat. And then this way you don't have to watch it. How's Bubbles that? Bounce. Yeah. Yukon <laughs> Cornelius. Who is cooler than Yukon Cornelius? Absolutely. You know? Oh, that was, uh, you know, you just don't see new stuff like that because now, nowadays it probably has to have some kind of agenda. And there are people that scrutinize that like, Oh, you know, the bullying because they made fun of Rudolph and you know, all that kind of stuff. You know what, if you were growing up back in those days and you had five kids in your family, that stuff didn't bother you because right. you know what you were getting bullied or be calling a name in your yeah, living yes, room. Yeah. Before you even got out of bed, <laughs> because chances are you and two of your brothers were all sharing a room, <laughs> Yes, you know, yes. so it didn't even matter. That was just the start of your day. Then, strong. <laughs> then you went outside when the whole neighborhood had five or six kids in every family as well. And they weren't related to you, right? You know? So you know, nowadays that's it, it's just it's all. What was the bully different. from a Christmas story? The guy with yellow eyes. What was his name? He beat up. Uh, he uh, beat, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, um, what the heck was his name? Oh, uh, anyway, every story in that seventies, eighties era yeah, yeah, yeah. always had that bully. But uh, you know, oh, oh, the Christmas story. Yeah. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of. Um, oh, the other one. <laughs> movie or show a, a movie. movie christmas movie home alone home okay, alone yes, that's what yeah, i was right. thinking to me home alone's a classic yeah. I, I really like home alone the wet bandits and yes. you know the sticky bandits and just all that crazy stuff and kevin kevin's brother that's who i was thinking of but buzz yeah, yeah buzz okay good one <laughs> buzz and then i was thinking about uh the other one the other one um Oh, getting back a Christmas story. Yeah. The guy, the Scott, guy with the coonskin cap. Yeah, Scott Farkas. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Came yeah. up with Farkas. There you go. And the Farkas family. Yes. And they were like, the, you know, they had all the dogs and their dog took the turkey. Mm. And, you know, that's another, that's just a fun movie. That is just a fun movie. Why, why can't you just watch things like that and have right. some fun? Why does everything have to have a message and have this and have that? You know, hey, our buddy Steve is checking in. <laughs> What's up, Steve? Steve's missing the Royal Oaks. Hey, Steve, when you get back, we'll, hey, we're going to do a party at the Oaks. I'll let you know, and we'll be doing something. Yeah, Keith, Keith Sturgeon was on it, too. He had Farkas, so he gets a prize. Right. No, you know what? In honor of Keith getting that answer correct, take I'm going to take a sip. I'm yes. going to take a break and take a sip of this fine bourbon right here. Yes, and for, uh, uh, for our bourbon enthusiasts, this is Weller Green Label that we're enjoying here tonight for Dr. Sue. Yeah, I don't know how you drug me into the whole bourbon scene. I always thought that a bourbon was a little too highbrow for me. And then all of a sudden, I start hanging around here. And then Dr. Sue called in and gave us the history of bourbon. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, bourbon. But only in certain settings do I. And this is one of them. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you lift your pinky from now on when you take coffee. Oh, is that how much? Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but Jimi Hendrix, man, Jimi Hendrix was the guy that really made it happen. I mean, you look at him; he just had that look. It's it's almost like he was a space alien, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, who looked cooler than Jimi Hendrix? You know, he's just so cool, and you know. You know, and he also has one of the most mis misunderstood song lyrics. <laughs> Excuse me while I kiss this guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> although nowadays I'm sure there are some people out there 
Hey, did you see that uh, that Starship launched? Yeah, you this know what I did? I, no, the Starship just launched. That's what I was looking at. I just hit a brick wall there. I just kind of forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about aliens. Hey, I did. Okay, I'm glad that's what you said. That I was saw. the Starship. That's what I saw. Yeah, the Starship just took a launch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is that crazy? Whoa, woo! Woo! <laughs> Well, it uh, launched. And yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it was a successful launch. It still blew up uh-huh. uh, before it was finished. Yeah, yeah. And but it, you know, it it made an achievement. You remember the first one we watched where it didn't yes. get off the launch pad yes, before? Yes, yes, yes. This one actually made it way up. Okay. Oh, so, oh, so so he's still trying with these rocket ships. I know. I know. Like way back a year ago, yes. that he's blowing up these twenty million dollar rockets left and right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I shoot off fireworks on the Fourth of July, and this guy's shooting twenty million dollar <laughs> exactly. rockets up there. Oh, so he's still at it. That's still, still going on. It. Yeah, this is number thirty three. Number thirty three <laughs> in their okay. test sequence. But he's getting he's getting there further. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're going to Mars, buddy. We're going to Mars. <laughs> I know you want to be on the first flight to I Mars. Do. I think I was on there for a second. And it just like, whew. I watched you. I you watched know? you yeah. veer yeah. off into the, yeah. that way. Right, right. Well, you start talking about the rocket ship. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. there it goes. <laughs> so Jimi Hendrix, I think one of the best Jimi Hendrix stories though, is when he opened for the monkeys. At some point in time, they thought it would be good to have Jimi Hendrix open for the monkeys. You know, Bad luck choices. You know, and well, Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees was a huge, huge Jimi Hendrix fan. He loved Jimi Hendrix, and uh, so he he had something to do with getting him on the tour. And then, like after the first like seven, eight shows, when all these teeny boppers were out there to hear "I'm a Believer" and swoon over Davy Jones, you know? yeah. And then here comes Jimmy, like holding the guitar between his legs and gyrating, and you know, <laughs> are you experienced? Well, <laughs> I am, you know. And, you know, and these people are like, "Ah, oh, get me out of here! What's this, <laughs> what's going on here?" <laughs> you know. And so after after that, they uh, they uh, got rid of. Uh, Jimmy opening for the monkeys, but you know, back on the radio in those days too, though, you would, uh, you would listen to, uh, both of them, you know, you know, you would listen to Jimi Hendrix and you would listen to the monkeys daydream believer. And the next song up was purple haze and you would dig them both. You know, it was, it was a good day, a good, good era for that. And then, uh, what else? Oh, Jimi Hendrix, the, the big, the, the, well, Last week we had Joe Walsh claiming that he met Jimi Hendrix in Youngstown and uh, he sticks by that story. And I had a Hendrix uh, guru supposedly. Oh no, no, that can't be true, but I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with that. And then there was another story that went around that Jimi Hendrix was on the tonight show and they asked Jimi Hendrix who the greatest guitar player of all times was. And he said, you'd have to ask Phil Kagey, who was from Youngstown, from Glass Harp. So there has never been any confirmation of that anywhere. There's there's never been any confirmation. But I think Phil likes to play that along. You know, he's kind of plays like, I never heard it. But, you know, if he said it, you know. Must be true. Yep, yep. And, and he played that one for a, for a long time. So uh, um, what else are we talking about? Um Oh, Jimi Hendrix. So yeah, that was like kind of the Youngstown connection with Jimi Hendrix that, you know, Joe Walsh said he met him here and that he said Phil Kagey was the greatest guitar player of all times. But people would ask Jimmy that all the time on 
all these shows and back in the day, Dick Cavett and all those guys that used to do those shows. And he would always just say, he was so humble about that. Jimi Hendrix would say, oh, you know, even the, as soon as somebody would say that, he'd be like, you know what? Don't even ask me that. Don't even ask me that, which is true. You know, I mean, I, when it comes to music, I am not a snob. I am a firm believer of you like what you like. And if it makes you feel good, listen to it all you want. Amen. I don't want you telling me what I should like or that your band is better than mine. And I'm not going to tell you the same thing either. You know what? Listen to what you want to listen to. If it makes you feel good, good. You know, there's plenty of room out there for, for every style of music and, 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 and everything else. And that brings me to this list. Hey, hey, Linda, how are you doing? Linda, I'm one of my old friends from our old neighborhood talking about seeing um, uh, the monkeys at Idora Park. They were there. Davy Jones. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh-oh, uh, Jaybird says his son James says I need to send him some cash down there so he could send me a bottle of George Washington's whiskey. Wow. Not familiar. What's George Washington's whiskey? I don't know. I don't know. Jaybird got to tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, he will. He will. So anyways, I come across this list of... 15 bands that are not good, not bad, but just kind of out there. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go through this list with the preface that, you know what, listen to what you want to listen to. Nobody has a right to tell you what to listen to. I'm not looking at this as a music snob or anything because a couple of bands on here, I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, is this like Rolling Stone or who's the Um, critic here? Does it say? It doesn't say. Okay. Okay. We'll see what's Rolling Stone. Okay. Well, no, actually, uh, judging from some of the bands on here, I don't. I don't think it's Rolling Stone. Okay. okay. Five Finger Death Punch. The the knock on Five Finger Death Punch is they're the Nickelback of metal. <laughs> and you know, I think Nickelback takes a bad beating too. They do. You know what? I mean, There's I went to see them. There. I went there to see them in concert with somebody like Hinder or something. It was a fun show. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's my thing. When I go to these shows. And I never go there with any other expectation that I'm going to a show. That to me is the big thing. What happens after that, it's almost secondary. I'm going to the show to have fun. I'm not going there to be Siskel and Ebert. I'm not going there to try to see his hey, as a guitar player, really is he playing on a click track. And you know what? I'm going there to have a couple of beers to sit there, have a couple of drinks, listen to some tunes, soak in the communal vibe of people that enjoy this band, and on I go. I don't, you know, that that, that to me, the whole thing is going there, seeing some live music, and then going on to the next thing. It's well, not like... I've, I've been invited to concerts where I didn't even know the band, and I showed up and just enjoyed the music, not knowing one song that was there. Yeah. Right, right. Or just the vibe, you That's know? I, I mean, I go to a lot of those shows at the Robbins Theater, and uh, it was like, you know, whoever's been down there. I mean, I, I went to see the Association, and I went to see Ace Fraley, and I went to see um, John Waite from The Babies, who put on a good show, and then I went to see, you know, uh, the Blues show down there or whatever. I just go to go. That's Enjoy how, you know what? Music. And this goes back to our days of, you know, you could hit the sounder of, uh, the tomorrow club, you know, I mean, it's, it's the way we grew up. I think in the Youngstown area 
where we were all into all kinds of music, you know, it didn't matter if it was the blues, you know, I mean, it could be Johnny winter was playing down there or it could be John waiting the babies and, you know, everybody would dig it. So I'm like in that school of, I go there with the sole purpose of going there to have fun. You I'm know what way. I mean? Same I'm way. just going there to have some fun. Give me a couple beers, play a song. And I might say like, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And if you've made your way to the big stage, at, at some talent. point, there's something in there, yeah. you know, and of course you've got the bands that there's no original members and all that. But beyond that, I, I don't sit there and look at some of these bands and go, oh, that sucked. They're all, oh, them guys are lame. Or, oh, you know, it's like, okay, I am going there with the sole purpose and in the sole mindset of I'm coming here to have some fun. Amen. You know, and that's how I look at it. I'm not there to, you know, critique the band or whatever, but okay. Five finger death punch. I've seen them. Nothing special, but okay. You know, all right. You know, when they, when they play with bands like Papa Roach and, you know, shine down and stuff, you know, they all fit into that groove. Right. So, you know, I, I have nothing against them. Now here's one that I do think seems a little, a little too mellow for me. Okay. And I'm not going to say he sucks because he's got a million things. And every once in a while, I'll hear one of his songs and I'll go, wow, that's really good. Ed Sheeran, you know, he just seems to be, but if you're in the mood for that kind of music, this is the guy. And the ladies love him. Right. Right. So, so you know, I mean, is, is Ed Sheeran my favorite or my, yeah. or is it my cup of tea? Maybe not, but obviously there are people out there. So you know, I'm not going to say he sucks. Pour okay. You know what? Wine. You know what? Yeah. You, you know what? I mean, if you get to the point where you're selling millions of records and you're selling out every show, there's something to you. There's got to be it. something to you or you wouldn't be doing it. You yeah. know? So yeah. that's how I look at that. Maroon five. That's another one. You know, they're, you know, I, I get it, but if, you know, it's all right. You know, is it my first choice? No. But if I went to their show, would I have fun? Yeah, I would. Because I wouldn't be sitting there bitching like, oh, new Mellow, I'm going to bring out, you know, Metallica or whatever. And, you know, I mean, I would go there. I would have fun. Now, I, I have a special place for them. Um, back in the day, AC and Kelly invited me to a concert there. Uh -huh. So I got to see them before they were, they were like an opening act for somebody else. Uh -huh. And I got to see them before they were all commercialized and whatever. They're actually really talented as a band. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. No, no, no. You, you're not going to play Coliseums if you're, if you suck, right? It's just the way it goes. You know, you, it might not be your cup of tea, but, uh, you know, it's the, it, it, it's where it goes. You know, yeah. it, it, it's like, you know, it, it's your thing. It's your thing. So who am I to tell you what your thing is? That's right. You know, and just like it. you have no right to tell me, you know, that's right. I wouldn't make fun of you if you said you went to see Maroon 5. No. Not okay. You know, because you know there's some people out there that really dig them and they're Sorry. they're hitting somebody on some level, so they're successful. You know? Yep. I think a lot of these people are just disgruntled musicians who are, you know, I don't know. Okay, now this one, I I definitely got to say that they they missed the mark on this. Kiss what it, it says it's the, the mediocre whoever, band yeah, yeah, boring he said i just don't what? get it but see that's the thing this guy doesn't get it no. i went to that last kiss show in cleveland fantastic okay take it from somebody that's been going to concerts for 40 years i at least have a little bit of maybe hey that was pretty good and eh, that was so so you know and i thought that kiss show in cleveland was off the charts 
I thought they were so good, still flying around and the, the hoist and all that stuff. And Kiss started all that stuff. Yeah. Kiss started all that, you know, pyro and the big Kiss sign and the makeup. And, you know, they gave you a show. They gave you a They're show. performers. Absolutely. Yes. And if you, if you want to look at Kiss, you know, Kiss influenced so many of the hard rockers out there to, to pick up a guitar. It's unbelievable. They're like kind of almost like the Beatles to a certain generation because they had easy songs to play and you could be a rock star. You know, it's pretty easy to play rock and roll all night. It's pretty easy to play all those songs. And if you started a band, I, I know my son, he wasn't a Kiss fan. And, you know, his, his drum teacher, when he started out, his, his drum teacher was a Kiss fan. He knows every single Kiss song, there you know? Go. And it, it's just like, they got so many people to get into the music business. And some people knock them for their merchandise. I say, if you could do it, do it. It's part of the fun. It's part of the fun of being in the Kiss Army. That's what it. kind of crazy thing you're going to get next? Holy shit, it's a, it's a Gene Simmons Christmas decoration. <laughs> or it's this, or it's that. You know, the band's about having fun. That's right. You know, and I think that's one of those bands where, like, the personalities, people focus on the personalities, and Gene is this, and that, 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 and I want Ace, or I'm not going to the show, and, you know, but it's like, have some fun with it, people. Have some fun. You know, there's people out there that love those Kiss collectibles, and they want to get the lunchbox and the thermos bottle and the jeans because they collect it and it makes them feel good. So, you know, if you're having fun doing it, go with it, you know? In fourth grade, my Sunday school teacher told me that if I'm listening to Knights in Satan's service, <laughs> yes. that we're all going to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, wait, they think we're slowing down on the bourbon. Hold on, Dan. Oh, my sister's just checking in. Am I late? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eddie Kunzer, meet the South side from the left side of the stage. That's where <laughs> all the burnouts from the South side would be congregated at the tomorrow club. <laughs> mm. What do you think? Maybe one more little tiny nip. Okay. Because just because they, see, this is the pressure we were talking about earlier to drink. Okay. I'm sitting here. That's good. I'm sitting here, you know, at work and it's like, you know, Hey, come on. You're slowing down on the bourbon. See? Have another Damn. one. Do you see? Do you see how that pre Could you imagine when you're out somewhere? Yeah. You know. Let me blow your drink, Freddie. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> well, some guy was telling me the other day, and he said, you know, sometimes you know, uh, if somebody buys me a drink and I get, I'm too buzzed, I just pretend like I drink it. And I said, you know what? If I ever did that, and somebody would catch me doing that. Oh. I said, there is no way in the world that I would, you know, it's like the guys that cheat in the walleye contest. The embarrassment <laughs> of getting caught doing that would be unbelievable. Yeah. You know, would well, you ever do the, like have a beer and have a shot and then spit the shot in the beer? No, no, that's sophisticated no. trickery. Yeah, right it there. is. It is. But see, you shouldn't have brought that up. You know, that's like a magician telling a uh, trick all right. okay? so, uh, because none of these other people deserve to hear that. <laughs> That's only for real <laughs> tricky people there. <laughs> no, you know what though? No, when I'm out and that's, that's the way it goes, that's a, a hazard of the job, occupational hazard. You know, you can't have some guy come out to see you that listens every day and say you're at the ice house and this guy drives all the way from Newcastle and he comes out to see you, you know, 
And this is my dude. He's always, you know, I see all these pictures of him and I offered to buy him a shot and he told me he couldn't drink one. Mm. You know, that would be, that would be, you know, it's just not in the, in the proper etiquette. Some people don't understand that, but that's a little behind the scene trick. I mean, what are you going to do? You know what? Ruining you know what? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, like, it's almost insulting. You know, yeah. like when you go to somebody's house and they offer you some food or whatever. And like, no, no, man. Well, you know, since we were talking about the Sopranos earlier, there's that one scene in the Sopranos where Ralphie turns down a drink from Tony. And that was like probably one of the things that led him to get whacked. Well, mm-hmm. plus he set the barn on fire and killed the racehorse, Piomai. But, you know, when he turned down Tony, when they offered him that Tom. drink, it was like, okay, that was it. You know, so there is a certain etiquette out there that, you know, you got to, you got to roll with it. You can't get on the radio and say, Hey, come on out, everybody. We're having a party and everybody's partying except for me. You know? Yep, I'm drinking <laughs> you know? water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if, if you would just hand me a water and we'll be good to go. No, you know, it's just, it, it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't and, work. And Freddie is drinking uh, Weller apple juice for the rest of the show. Yes, yes. After this, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we were talking about Jimi Hendrix. He was born in Seattle. Actually, he's like the first wave of Seattle rockers. So Jimmy was the first Seattle guy, and then Hart come around. And they were the second, and then the whole grunge movement came yes, out of uh, Seattle there too. Movement. The grunge. Oh, well, let's get back to our list here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the mediocre. We yeah. Rockers. Yeah. Not not good. Not bad. They're just, just out there. Okay. The next one is Drake. I don't know. I couldn't tell you about Drake, but is that hip hop? Yeah. Like yeah. Ob- obviously, he sells a lot of tickets and stuff. So, yeah, I, I know a couple of his songs. So, yeah, you know, like I say, if that's we'll your thing, like, yeah, if that's your different. thing, Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl, but all their new stuff sounds the same. That could be a legitimate. A legitimate complaint, okay, to to an extent. Okay. If, I mean, but I I think Dave's personality and just the fact of the energy that he brings and stuff. It's it, it's more about just the whole. It's about Dave being Dave, one of the coolest guys of all freaking time. You could put Dave Grohl at the top of your list, man. I mean, look at that. He came to do record store day at the Pine Tree Plaza in Niles. Could you imagine that? He brought the Foo Fighters there for 150 people. Yeah, you know and that was had to be one of the craziest things I ever seen in my life. And there, you know what? There, there were some people, and this gets into another debate too. But there, there are some people bitching like, "Why are all you people there taking pictures with your cameras? Pay attention to the show, assholes!" It was like if you were there and you had a camera, you want to capture this moment forever. Yeah, right. You want to capture this moment forever. You're sitting there. What? I'm, I'm arms way, arms length away from Dave Grohl, and he's playing guitar in my face. And I'm not going to take a picture. I'm just going to have the memory. That's right. Screw that. Give me the picture. Give me a video. I want to remember this is for forever. Yeah. I want to show people. I want to. And you know, see, that's the thing too that I think people forget about when you do that. If you come up to another guy that's a real fan and you go, "This guy's, oh, I love Dave Grohl." Hey, watch this, man. A dude will look at that and go, Oh, is that, you know, and, and get a, and get a rush off of it, you know? So, you know, it, it is what it is with that. Now there are some shows I could see Bob Dylan, not having people pull out their, their cell phones there. 
you know, and he, because he usually does theaters and his voice isn't as loud. You got to pay attention. You got to pay attention to the lyrics a little bit. And if you're hip with that scene, then you get it, you know, and that wouldn't be one where I would sit there at the, at a Bob Dylan show and, 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 you know, probably you would get kicked out like that too. They have a zero tolerance, you know, but other bands, you know, here's how I look at it. If I'm sitting up in the upper deck of Gundarina, how connected am I really to 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 the artist? You know, yeah. am I am I that connected to you what's going on? Yeah, yeah, it's me and the jumbotron. <laughs> I'm connected to the jumbotron, so I'm taking a picture of that. That that's not who I'm. I, my my focus is on the jumbotron. I can't even see the freaking guy on stage from here. So that's where I'm focused at. So it's not like, hey, this guy's up there and he's giving these lyrics and these guys look at how they're playing and you're with the phone and or you're searching Facebook or something. It's because I am 500 miles away. I am not that connected to this show. Honestly, I'm sitting behind the stage in the last row. How connected could I possibly be? Right. You know, I'm connected as I'm going to be. Right. But Foo Fighters, I can see where some of their stuff sounds the same. Yeah, and, and if you like the Foo Fighters and you don't have a connection to one of the band, it's almost Hold like, on. Hey, Dan, this one's for you, brother. Cheers. And it's almost like watching a NASCAR race without a connection to Dick Trickle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you got to yeah. follow the driver or follow the drummer. Yeah, and, and you know what? And, and I think, you know, Dave is just so cool and all the people that he knows and the way he goes about his business and how respected he is by his fellow musicians. I think all of that is, you know, when he came to Dave Grohl Alley, you know, that was another one from the table of good ideas, yeah. the whole Dave Grohl Alley story. But he showed up in Warren, Ohio. And you know why he showed up? Because that meant so much to his family. Yeah. It meant a lot to his dad that they were making Dave grow Ellie. That his dad, it just blew him away. You know, his dad was so proud. Here's this guy. He's recording with Led Zeppelin. He hangs out with Paul McCartney. But they had an alley in his honor in downtown Warren. So cool. And that's one thing, too, that people don't realize because uh, that's, uh, you know, some people, you know, people bitch about that. Hey, why do you say Dave Grohl Warren, Ohio? You know, he didn't play in any bands around here or anything. He left there when he was eight years old. But the fact is, okay, he was he was born here. Okay. His dad lived here until he died. His dad used to be a reporter for the Trib. His mom went to Boardman High School. His grandfather was on the crew that built the dam at Mosquito Lake, and the rest of his family worked at Republic Steel. So it's like, okay, this guy isn't just a poser and he comes here and he comes here. You know, it's not like, oh, okay. So you got to give the guy some kind of respect. You got to give him some kind of do. And why not jump on it? Hey, Dave Grohl, he's from our town. You know, why not? Why not harness that and run with it and have as, have as much fun as you can? So was that your biggest objection from the list of Foo Fighters? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, yeah. They could, they could branch out a little bit, but you know what? Kiss, Foo Fighters, yeah, those are yeah, pretty you big. Know, yeah, yeah. Drake, I don't know too much about. Coldplay, that's another one. I put Coldplay, Ed Sheeran, Maroon 5. They're all in that genre. Yeah. If you like that genre of music, these guys are the top people in there. Taylor Swift. Somebody oh. said she's impressively professional and bearing talent, but her stuff is so dull. But it, once again, it makes people feel happy. I remember my son, who was a diehard rocker when he was like 15. I had to take him to see Britney Spears, you know? 
It was okay. It was Britney Spears. It was, you know, she was hot back then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You yeah. Can't blame her. Yeah. 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 I, I thought she was hot, you know? So I still think she's hot, you know, Hey, you get a little chubby when you're my age. We don't, you know, we don't, <laughs> you know, I'm not sitting here looking for playboy models, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you know, when dirty, a, a man's gotta know his limitations. You know? <laughs> well, you, you look at Taylor Swift's uh, P and L, and uh, she could do whatever she wants. So yeah, honestly. yeah. She could be as. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? I've seen them all come and go, and I was a part of the teenage heartthrobs and all that stuff. So I get it. You know, I get it. Yep. You know, like uh, like like Linda was talking about. You know, with Davy Jones, and uh, you know, you had Davy Jones, and you had Bobby Sherman, and you had uh, Keith Partridge, uh, David Cassidy. So that this all stuff has drops. been going on forever, and it's just the way it is. And you know, you know the boy bands from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they yeah. Paid the bills because yeah. they were good looking. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and and, and on it goes. It just boom. Hey, Ken Hedaris is checking in. I got to give Ken a couple of plugs here. Uh, Country at the Boot out at Yankee Lake. That is off and running. They have a different tribute band out there every week, and of course, they have the world famous Sunrise Pizza. I, I would have to say probably the Sunrise Pizza according to ken is the number one draw number and, one. Then, and then we'll move <laughs> down to the, the, the to the great uh tribute bands that they have out there you know what i can't wait to get out there we're going to do a y103 night for i think the eagles the um almond brothers and skinnard so we're going to have some fun out there so keep that in mind i know country fans are loving it they do line dance lessons and everything okay see there's another thing am i a fan of line dancing or whatever not really would you see me out there doing the boot scoot boogie? Probably not. No, you know, but if you like that, you know, I've known a lot of people every Saturday night, man, that was their thing. That was our thing. You know, Hey, we're going to the dusty armadillo or, um, the hurdy gurdy. Remember the hurdy gurdy. Yes. We're going to the hurdy gurdy to line dance to Billy Ray Cyrus and boot scoot and boogie, you know? And it was like, okay, if that's what's your idea of fun, Go do it. Absolutely. Go do it. I'm not going to sit there and dish you about what music you like, or I'm always uh, Billy Ray Science, achy, breaking hard. Screw that shit. You know, hey, you know, what's it to you? Cowgirls in sundresses. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing. I always find an angle to enjoy what's going on there. You know, yeah, you know, you got a girl with a cowboy hat on and one of those uh, denim skirts yes. and some nice cowboy boots out yes. there and doing the boot scoot boogie, you know, stock value. The tush push, you know, they did the tush push and all that stuff. Yes. Do you think I'm going to sit there and uh, nope. and complain? No, no, definitely not. Big fan. The, what you got to do is you got to make, you got to go to these things with the idea of having fun. And if it's not fun to you, don't go. <laughs> Very simple. That's number two. All right. Uh, imagine dragons. Yeah, I, I, I think they're kind of a little bit overrated. You know, I, uh, they're, they're there, and it, but people like them. So here's another one. You know what? It, it all fits in. And I could see this one being on this list, obviously, from the people they surveyed. Ed Sheeran, Maroon 5, Coldplay. Who are we missing? Mumford and Sons. Right. You know, they fit all all these bands fit right into that groove of what they do, you know. And I'm not dissing them, you know. They're talented. You know, yeah. You know, if I had a free ticket to go see them somewhere, I would go. Yeah. I would go. 
hoping to see some cowgirls and cowboy hats and, <laughs> and denim sundresses. skirts and sundresses <laughs> dancing across the floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can catch them with their guard down. They're having fun and they're not really, you know. Yep. <laughs> All right. The next one on the list is Bon Jovi. I, their, their, their knock on Bon Jovi was they have emotions and spirit, but there's no depth. I could kind of see that, yeah. you know, but once Early again, Bon Jovi, like when I was a teenager, yeah. different than today, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Yeah. Although he did that one country song. You could never go home. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. He did it with that one Musically girl singer, fine, that's for sure. you know? So, you know, yeah, I have nothing against Bon Jovi, especially see it all probably depends on your age too, because if you were growing up at the time, like slippery, when wet come out, yes. That was your jam. And everybody, yeah, Bon Jovi was the hardest rocking band out there, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at that. You know, wanted dead or alive, living on a prayer, run away. Uh, you give love a bad name. All those songs are all, you know, how could you not like those? That's those right. are all, those are all killer tunes, you know? Yep. And the, the Youngstown connection, get ready. When Bon Jovi played at the Tomorrow Club in downtown Youngstown, they opened for Donny Iris. And they uh, they were all wearing Donny Iris T-shirts. Nice. So that's a, that's one. And my, my buddy Norm Nardini, who I hope to get on the show here soon, it's it's just a matter of working out the logistics. And he's he's on, you know. And when we get Norman on, you know, Bon Jovi, the first record that Bon Jovi sang on was a Norman Nardini record. And when Norman or when Bon Jovi opened last time in Pittsburgh, or when he had a show, he had Norman open for him. And, uh, you know, he was working at his uncle's recording studio, the power station in New York city. And he was like a janitor there, emptying, emptying wastebasket and stuff. But he was an aspiring singer. And I guess Norman come in and, Hey, we need a singer on this. You know, Johnny jump in here. And another little unknown Bon Jovi fact, Bon Jovi's grandparents are from Erie, Pennsylvania. And John Bon Jovi spent his summers in Erie as a paper boy. Is that crazy? Huh? You know? Origin story <laughs> right here. You know, you're getting them first. The Mumford and Sons, like I say, you, uh, bon, uh, bon Jovi. Yeah, I get I get it. Uh, you too. It says their 80s stuff rules. Their newer stuff is kind of boring. I got to tell you, I think you too really gets a bad rap. And there, you know what? Th there are people out there. They, they take a beating on social media, but they have some fans, man. And I'll tell you what, if you ever see U2 live, they are still one of the biggest spectacles going. Mm -hmm. U2 puts on a show that you walk away from and you go, man, that was great. Yeah. I must have seen U2 about four or five times. I saw them one time in New York City, Madison Square Garden. How about this? We come up out of the subway and we're walking down the street and there's all this big commotion over by Madison Square Garden. And I go, I bet that's somebody from the band signing autographs. So you're thinking The Edge or Larry Mullins Jr. We get up there. It's freaking Bono. <laughs> Bono is signing autographs outside Madison Square Garden. Wow. And there's this huge line. And I'm thinking, oh, no. You know, how am I going to get up there? And there's this, like, huge line. And then there was, like, a break in the line. But it was, like, the, the, the guard shack with a gate where you go in. And, and I thought. 
there's no way he's going to go past this guard shack. But I said, I'm getting in line right past it. So I was like the first person like past his guard shack with the gate for people to drive in and out. And I was like, and wouldn't you know it, he kept coming down this whole line in New York City outside of Madison Square Garden, Bono signing autographs. Wow. And I got I got his autograph on a New York City travel guide in Portuguese. <laughs> and I, I know I have a picture of it somewhere, but it was like, it was crazy. So then, but the, the downside to this story is me and my buddy, we buy some tickets from a scalper for the show at spur of the moment. And one of them was good and one of them was a counterfeit. Mm. And my buddy was kind enough to say, you know what? You go ahead in. I'm not that big of a fan. And it was one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. And they had like a tunnel, but it was like a video screen, but it was a tunnel. And it went from one end of Madison Square Garden to the other. And they had the main stage on one side and they had this little acoustic thing on the other side. And the whole show the wildest videos and stuff, you know, that MTV quick cut stuff just going across these screens. And it was like, I say the whole length of Madison square garden and it was high def and it's just like visuals, and everything just flying by and you two's out there jamming. Wow. And then they come down and they come through the tunnel, you know, and Bono singing everything. And then they do a, an acoustic set from the small stage on the other end of the tunnel. And the, it was perfect. The sound was absolutely perfect. I think they did still, still haven't found what I'm looking for in a couple songs like that. And they were doing an acoustic and it was just like, and then they went back through the tunnel and it's flashing and everything. And, you know, then streets wow. have no names and all that stuff. And Octune baby and mysterious ways and Sunday, bloody Sunday. So you two is one of those bands that people, jump on and say they hate but they're still one of the best in the world yeah. you know what when all these other guys are older you too is still going to be able to pull off those big stadium shows yep. because they have that kind of a following and because they are that good yep. they are really that good they well they opened that sphere in in atlantic city remember, Did you hear about yeah. this yep. they got this sphere and when you see the outside, like it's a huge, 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 huge round building and they have like emojis, they change emojis and it's a smiley face and yeah, stuff. $2 billion concert. Yes. Venue. $2 billion concert venue. And when you go inside, you're in this dome, it's almost like a planetarium, except the videos and the images they project on this massive structure it just blows you away. Yeah. If you want to look up some of the U2 stuff, like they did one of the songs and it was like they were in a desert, but this desert is like in this 50 story sphere in high death. That's so cool. And they're down there playing and it, it would be great to bring Pink Floyd back to, to <sighs> do something in that thing. Just one time, just one time. Let's bring, let's bring them back and just let them blow this whole fucking thing out. Yeah. And, but you know, if you watch the videos, it is so crazy from some of them songs on what's going on and the visuals and stuff. You're like, how do they even come up with this stuff and things floating through the air and, you know, and they're all just fitting in with the music and stuff. So U2 is very inventive and people that don't like them, they just don't get them. Yeah. 
And they're, they're one of them bands that like Bruce Springsteen, and they're, they're like a punching bag for certain people that don't dig it. Yeah. But and, well, like you said last year, when they get in that political realm, like Bono and Bruce yeah, Springsteen, yeah. Oh, yeah, they take yeah. a, they take a big penalty for that. Yeah. 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 Love the music. Yeah. Right. The next one up is the Eagles, the Bud Light of rock. Okay. You know what? I might give that to you. You're not going to see kiss flying across a wire or whatever. But if you are a fan of straight out musical talent and people that can sing and hit the notes and deliver and you sit there and you listen to them and you're going, these guys sound just like the record. Right. You know what? That's what that's what the Eagles really bring to the table. Right. They bring that perfection to the table. When, when you're sitting there, you know what? You go there to dig the songs. You know, you're not going to see a big stage show. And I mean, if you want, you know, Ghost or somebody like that, you know, you're not going to get it an Eagle show, but you are going to get the best talent and the best singers you're going to find anywhere. Yep. I put the Eagles as vocal groups. I would say the top vocal groups are the Eagles, Journey, Beach Boys, um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and the Beatles. I say they're Whoa. in that. They're in that top five. That's a high standard. You know, it, it, yeah, no. When they, and you know, that's another band that like Left End opened for at Idora Park, and uh, well, yeah, Left End and Idora Park Hot Day. That gets two. <laughs> so uh, you know, they did this thing where, um, oh well, actually, Left End opened for the or the, the Eagles opened for Left End because I think they had to get out of there. But, you know, Patsy Palumbo it said, just like Journey, he goes, those guys, he said, you know, you know how Left End was and Pyro and these space suits like, you know, Ziggy Stardust and all this stuff. And they're cranking Nazareth, they're the dog. He said, when he heard those guys sing, you know, and he's got an ear too. And he said, when I heard those guys sing, it was like, we didn't even want to get on, the, you know, it was like, I don't know if we even want to go on the stage after these guys. And nobody knew who they were. I think they just had witchy woman out and there's just these guys, you know, with that LA look, with just t-shirts and blue jeans on and, you know, got left end waiting in the wings to come out with this crazy shit. <laughs> and, and he said, when he heard them sing, it was like, holy shit. I mean, <laughs> these guys, these guys are something special. Right. And that's one thing about Don Henley. He's been able to keep that. And the people that diss Vince Gill being in the band, Vince Gill takes them to the next level there's yeah. you know he fills any void that there you might have thought with the eagles you know hey they're going to go on without don or without glenn fry you know and i'm sure you know okay randy meisner's dead they had a big fallout with don felder okay so that stuff ain't going to happen but you know what when you got joe walsh and vince gill and timothy b schmidt and don henley on the stage you know and that guitar player that they have the other guitar player i can't think of his name right now he is just another monster. He's a beast, you know? And these guys are doing every one of those songs, note for note, live as it sounds on the album. At some point, you have six guys on there singing. So are they the Bud Light of... Okay, if they're the Bud Light of, you know, rock and roll dilly dilly, right? We're not going to go to the new modern day Bud Light, but we'll stick with dilly dilly. How about dilly dilly to the Bud Light of, you know... Of, uh, of of rock bands. See, I'd like to see what this group 
says about what's above mediocre. Who's yeah, 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 yeah. If Eagles made yeah. the mediocre, who's exceptional? Okay, another one on the list, three doors down. Three doors down. Yeah, I could see where they're going with that one too, you know? Yeah. Three doors down. They're good. They're fun. Right. But, you know, I mean, I, I've really been noticing lately, even with like the contests we do on the radio station and stuff like that. Okay, say we have Brian Adams. You know, we'll get like X amount of entries for Brian Adams. We do the Eagles. We're off the charts. We do, say, Sticks. Okay, respectable. You know, okay, they're there. You do Stevie Nicks, and it's boom, up there. You do, I don't know, anybody along those lines? Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. Okay. Got cheap trick over here. You do the Rolling Stones, boom. and you're like, boom, you know. So it's it, it, it's the way it goes, and not everybody is in that. Uh, but but you can see the pecking order and the upper echelon and everything. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to like John Waite. You know, John Waite was a little mellow here and there at the Robbins Theater, but he still put on a great show. Right. He wasn't playing before 150,000 people at Cleveland Stadium, but the show that was there that night was awesome. And then the same night, though, you had um, whatever that was, uh, Theory of a Dead Man, maybe Skillet and stuff, the Covelli, and there was other people. There. Yeah. Well, if you were a fan of Skillet and Theory of a Dead Man, you wouldn't want to have been a John Waite. But, you know, there was nothing wrong with what John Waite was doing, and there was nothing wrong with what Skillet and Theory of a Dead Man were doing. So anyways, uh, let's see. The other band, yeah, Three Doors Down, they're out there. They do a good job. You know, they're fine. I like them. Are they going to sell out Cleveland Stadium? No, but... I've seen them a few times, Kryptonite, and, you know, that's a good song. So why not, you know? And then the last one on the list, and this one stays right in. It's obviously people that don't like Ed Sheeran, uh, uh, Maroon 5, Coldplay, Imagine Dragons, Mumford & Sons. There's one more band that fits in there, and I'm not surprised because obviously this is showing a trend of who responded to this, The National. You know, the National is another one of those. Weren't those called like emo bands at one time or whatever? Because you're sitting up there playing your heart out and you're getting emotional. But yeah, you know, I mean, but there are people out there that like Ed Sheeran, Maroon 5, Coldplay, Mumford and & Sons, and The National. You know, there are people out there that those are their top five bands, really. <laughs> Some pissed off people tonight. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, that, that that's the way it rolls. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. Hey, Tracy Randall, what's up? Tracy from the hey, hood. Tracy. Tracy round the way in the hood. Okay, let's see here. She's what's outside, uh, right? Yes, outside Alexander Street. Same with uh, Linda. And uh, let's see here. Jaybird says Mount Vernon. It only ran. It only ran once. Oh, that's on that uh, George Washington whiskey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That might be a little too fancy for me. That might be getting up there when I see Dr. Sue talking about these $1,500 bottles of Pappy Van Winkle that yes. are flying around there. But Jaybird, he is lifting his pinky when he drinks this, so he's sit getting super close. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so that that's the way all that stuff goes. Russ Myers checking in. What's up, Russ? Let's get another gun uh, gun raffle going. I'm ready, brother. Get it on a day where I can make it. That's where we have some fun. Lowville Rod and Gun Club are, you know, our big gun raffles that we have out there. What a good time. What a great bunch of people. 
we have a lot of fun out there. So uh, hopefully Russ will be getting another one of those coming up pretty soon and he'll have me out there and we'll be having some fun there. And uh, I don't know. That's about it. You want to wrap it up or do you want me to keep going? That's good. I mean, I have a, I have a big stack of stuff here. I didn't even touch on, but yeah, tonight it was just, you know, I, I think running down that list and should we have a, 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 a little tiny taste to wrap up the show? You know, everybody does a, you know, do we do one for the road here? A, a final. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Last hurrah. All right. March 16th, Russ. I think I might be able to do that. Let me know. Or I'll let you know because St. Patty's day is right around the corner. Oh, before I forget, I know you posted a picture of all the lights in downtown Youngstown. Oh, it's looking so great. Beautiful. Friday is the tree lighting. Yes. The weather is looking kind of suspect. I hope the weather holds off. If you have never been to downtown Youngstown for the tree lighting, what a great time. The parade is awesome. All the bars are all decorated. They light the tree, and it is a party. Last year, well, last year I think it was like 70 degrees, wasn't it? Yeah. Last year, they were parked from Penguin Brewery all the way up to the jail uh, and on the street above, you know whatever that is, Rayan or Wick or Phelps or Hazel or all the way across. And we had such a great time. So hopefully the rain holds off or hopefully it gets done with by seven o'clock, six o'clock. That would be perfect. You know what? If it snowed, I wouldn't mind. Right. I wouldn't mind, but, uh, it, it is a great time. And, uh, Hopefully you come down for that. All right. So we're, we're, we're doing a new tradition. You wrap it up with one. Well, one for the road. We have a Ukrainian saying for that. It's called, you know, one for the horse. I can't think of what it is right now, but you know, you know, when they're getting ready to leave, you go, Hey, one for the horse, you know? And then our, our traditional Ukrainian toast is Budmo. And then you say, Hey, Hey, and I say, Budmo. Hey, and I go, Budmo, Budmo, Budmo. Hey, 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 <laughs> Nostrovia. Yes. So there's the one for the horse. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have a better show. We'll get some guests in here. Joe, thank you as always. And uh, just thanks everybody for tuning in. And we will be There's that one for the horse. We'll be back next week. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.